Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Mexico Open. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Good day, Patrick. Hola, Rick. How's uh, how's your Saturday going? Uh, uh, it's going well. I played golf this morning. Oh, how do we hit them? I was very rusty. So I, I haven't played in a couple of weeks. The front nine was, was turbulent. Uh, yeah. And then I started to play better. I think I shot a 38 on the back, which I think is three over 82. But I was I was kind of all over the place on the front. Okay. I mean, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Listen, let's happen. Name it on the time off. How was your how was your Saturday? Uh, it was pretty good. I uh what did I do? I worked out, not a big deal. I went for a walk. It was really nice out. I laid out on my uh porch and kind of tanned a little bit. UVs were hitting six. Um, and kind of just relaxed, did a little work too. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess, I guess that does happen sometimes. Well, let's dive into Mexico here, Patrick. And, you know, we can talk about the other guys in the field, but Jake Knapp stole the show on Saturday. He followed up his Friday 64 with a Saturday 63 that featured 11, 11 birdies yeah that's right 11 of them so do the math that means he made four pars and three bogeys to card that 63 went out in 28 i mean this this was impressive stuff yeah and, and it got going at the start number one tapping number two he, he was like begging it to go i'm like oh is this guy gonna miss the green short and he misses the pin by four feet short. Uh, and, and then he just kept it going on the front. And what really impresses me, Rick, is it looks like he's just in cruise control, hitting those 80 percenters the entire time. His swing does not look like a buck 85. It, it looks like 70, 75. And he just absolutely pounds the ball. Unlike the first two days, I, I wasn't following too closely the last two days since I was off, but I was looking at the numbers and the ball striking. I'm sure you guys talked about it was banana land. And he kind of talked on it last night that he put in some work on the greens overnight. And, and you saw it there early. I think in his first 12 holes, he didn't miss a putt inside 12 feet. And it kind of made up for some, some around the green deficiencies. I'd say that got him on the backside, but the front nine was just target practice. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this week statistically, he is first in the field in driving distance, 328 yards. And yes, you're right. It looks like he's almost doing a a drill on the range instead of just cutting it cutting it loose. So he's first first in the field in distance this week. 
He is third in accuracy. So that's a good combination. You added up your, your third in strokes gained off the tee. He's gained over nine strokes on approach through three rounds. You talk about the work that he put in with the flat stick on Saturday in round three, he gained four strokes with the putter. That was the best in the field. I mean, the stats, the stats bear out a guy who is running away with the golf tournament and he kind of is. He is, but he did not slam the door shut on this golf tournament, I don't think. And for as well as he hit it on the front nine, it kind of felt like this 63, a great score, was kind of disappointing, right? I mean, I mean, after after he makes a bogey from the trench left on number 10, a, a great bogey, and he comes back with back-to-back -back birdies. It's like, all right, he's going to – he's just going to keep on doing this. But, man, his chipping is not good. It's bad. Now, it, it doesn't – It's not good. It doesn't show up when you just when you just stuff everything to 15 feet. You don't, you don't mm -hmm. have to chip very much. But that is – it was – the, the few times that he had to lean into that on Saturday, it was it was not good. Yeah, so I think he missed out on two things. One, you know, maybe a, a 61 or a 60 potentially, and two, really slamming the door shut on this tournament because there is one guy who still has a chance. I know there's only three other guys who are within seven. Uh, but, I mean, we saw just last week how weird things can get on Sunday, and that was with a guy like Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. And no offense to Jake Knapp, he's not quite on that level. So if he continues to strike the ball like this, like you said, Rick, the around the green game, it probably won't matter too much. But if it regresses to, you know, normal human Jake Knapp, there's a chance this thing could get a little weird tomorrow. Yeah, it is. It is kind of interesting because he's four shots clear of Valamaki, who is three shots clear of everybody else. I almost feel bad for 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 Sammy here. So Nap has a seven shot lead over the guys in third place, thanks to the week that he has put together thus far. Uh, let's talk about Sammy here. So 64, 67, 67. Josh and I were talking before we before we went hot. You know, he enters the final round tied with with or excuse me the third round tied with jake knapp he makes four birdies and goes out in 31 and he has lost three shots to jake knapp <laughs> dude this guy looks like a classic golfer from the 1980s <laughs> like he's just you look at jake knapp and, and they're just gushing over him they're like oh he, he spends a lot of time in the gym and it, it's really paying dividends with these these booming drives and then I don't know who was who tweeted it. It might have been Kenny Kim. I'm not sure if, if you know him. And, and he just goes, Sammy Valamaki looks like he never turns down a sandwich. <laughs> I just I audibly, audibly laughed out loud. Uh, but it was it was a really nice start. And I think it, it's tough to enter the weekend with the lead, tied for the lead, see someone go crazy, and to kind of keep your head down and, and keep going to work and not get ahead of yourself like someone like Matt Wallace probably did a little bit. And I know the back nine wasn't super great, just two birdies and two bogeys, but he kept himself in this golf tournament and he's in the final pair where, like I said, anything can really happen. This is another example of how hard it is to win a golf tournament. I mean, he, he's lapping the rest of the field. If, if, if Jake Knapp didn't exist, he'd be three shots clear of everybody else. Three shots probably converts I don't know, 60% of the time. And he and that gap 
is smaller than the gap that he has to get to first. Like you, like you play, uh, this is a ceiling Sammy week, at least through 54. And you are getting smashed by the Jake Nat buzzsaw. Yeah. You just run into a ball striking week that you dream of from Jake Knapp. And I think the one thing Sammy does have going for him going into tomorrow is his irons kind of turned a, co- a corner today. He hit them very well and he's been putting great all week where Knapp, I mean, he, he's put poorly twice and kind of had it rolling today. So I think the one thing tomorrow is we always say it. Can you follow up a good round with another one? We kind of saw it in this tournament last year when John Rom shot, what was it like 10 under on Saturday? or something like that to, to get within a couple of fee now. And he struggled that Sunday. Um, so we, we see it a bunch. It, it'll just be interesting to see. We are going to continue this conversation. We'll talk about the rest of the chase pack. We'll hit some notables and we'll update the betting odds. Spoiler alert, Jake Knapp is the favorite to win in Mexico. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Heck of a log jam from T3 on. Three golfers at... 12 under par, Ben Silverman, Henrik Norlander, Chan Kim. Another four at 11 under, that's McIntyre, Lauer, EVR, Matt Wallace. Another three at 10 under, Bramlett, Grillo, Novak. And then a bunch of guys at nine. I mean, this is, um, there's going to be a lot of jockeying for money, for points, for status. I mean, we're already seeing next week the cognizant field. Guys with like full-time PGA Tour status are not getting in to some of these events. Like there's there's a lot to play for, obviously, outside of just first year. You, you didn't even mention the Aeon Swing 5. Come on, you know, activate the partnership with the PGA Tour, Rick. Come on. It's a hell of a second flight. A hell of a second flight. The championship flight looks like it could be finished. First flight looks like it could be finished. But the second flight, my God, those four to eight handicaps, Rick, they've got a lot to play for. And like you said, it's a log jam. And it's it's a lot of crazy names. Just insane name. Ben Silverman. Don't know a ton about him, truthfully. Robert McIntyre, he's been horrible so far this year. Ton of success on the DP World Tour, obviously. Hasn't really translated so far. He's there. EVR, a winner in Mexico, similar course. And my personal favorite, who I think might have a say in this tournament, Rick. One Mr. Chan Kim. Watch out for Kimmy. Well, I don't I don't know what he's gonna say, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be a say in this tournament. Podium, solo podium. Okay, maybe a solo podium. Ben Silverman shot the round of the day. Ben Silverman has one. He has one bullet point on his official PGA Tour bio page. Just one. Jake Knapp's got like eight. Now it does go through his work history as a bouncer. But Ben Silverman has one, and it says as follows. Still a great ice hockey player. That's how it starts. Still a great ice hockey player. 
played hockey competitively until he was about 15, played various sports in high school, including baseball, basketball, ultimate Frisbee, and cross-country running, did not decide to be a professional golfer until age 16. He shot 118 in his first Canadian Junior Golf Association tournament. There's a lot to unwrap there, Patrick, but I like the idea that you can just decide to become a professional golfer. This sounds like the longest bullet point in history. That could have been like four. <laughs> he just had one. Uh, but, I mean, classic Canadian Ben Silverman, tying, all, tying it all back to hockey. He probably could have been out there with Sid the Kid, some of the some of the greats from the Great White North. But instead, like you said, he decided to go to the golf course, play on the grass, and look like I don't I don't know a ton about Ben Silverman. That's on that's on me, maybe, maybe not. But I'm gonna take it on the chin. And, and it was a great round, and he's one of those guys who the top ten finish gets him into next week. So. The log jam, like he's T3 now, but the log jam, a couple bogeys tomorrow are going to be really meaningful. And a couple guys are going to make bogeys. And hopefully it's not Silverman. Hopefully it's someone who already has status for for all we know. Uh, but like you said earlier, there is still a lot to, lot to play for for these guys. The two biggest names, that's generous, who are inside that log jam are the two that struggled the most. On Saturday, Patrick, EVR, Eric Van Royen, shot a one under 70, and Matt Wallace shot an even par 71. They dropped in positions on the leaderboard. Neither of these two could really get much momentum going. There were four leaders at the halfway point, right? Knapp, Wallace, Valimaki, oh, and Ortiz, I guess. Ortiz, uh, EVR, I think, led, led after Thursday's round. Okay, gotcha. Because they, they said some stat at the end of the uh, broadcast saying the other three leaders were like one over. And I was like, who the hell shot like five yeah, over Ortiz, or something? Ortiz was two over. Wallace was even. Valamaki was four under. So that's okay. two under. Two under. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very nice uh, descriptor, I guess, for EVR and Matt Wallace. I kind of expected more from Matt Wallace today, to tell you the truth. Uh, he, he's a guy who's won on the DP World Tour. He's a guy who has won on the PGA Tour, probably in like a similar strength of field event in Corrales. That's correct. Uh, and so you see him with an opening birdie. He like runs that one in. You're like, okay, he, he kind of means business, but just a really sloppy day. Not enough fireworks, not enough birdies. And it was just chef's kiss to have him on the walk and talk, hitting one in the water. You got bones and everyone like, yeah, you know, he, he's known to get a little hot under the collar there. <laughs> and him kind of just biting his tongue. But kudos to him. He put the earpiece back in. He talked through all the shots. I... Uh, I did not see every single one of the shots that he hit, but I thought for like the first 12 holes, he played a lot better and he was just burning the edge on some pots. He, you know, was giving himself opportunities. Then it got, it, it got a little loose. It got a little loose coming in and then you don't, you don't even birdie 18. So he played, uh, he played the par fives on the back nine at one over and he played all of them in aggregate today. One over like, no matter what else you do, that that's that's not going to get it done. 
Yeah, that's probably four strokes, five if you have a great day. And if you put him, say it's four strokes, he's right there with Valimaki at 15 under. Birdie the fives, Matt. Birdie the fives. Okay, uh, real quick. Let me just hit one more notable before we get out of here. I'll just mention Emiliano Grillo, who was you know one of the favorites coming into this event. Shot a 67. He is 10 under. He's in a tie for 10th. Tony Finau, who was the heavy favorite before the tournament started, shot a 69. It was his second 69 of the week. He too, Patrick, was a little bit sloppy on the fives on the back. He played those at one over. Finau is just like three swings away from being in this thing. I've got news on Tony Finau. Oh, breaking news. Let's I was searching through Getty today. It was it was it was a pretty boring day. Yeah. The toe of the putter is touching the ground. Thank God. It is touching the ground. One small step. What? I don't know that quote what? off the top of my head. Toe for man. <laughs> One large toe for mankind. Exactly. One large leap for Tony Finau's game. And so, I mean, what, he's like a little positive this week? And that's probably a combination of the toe and getting off Poana. Uh, so, yes. You know, next week, next week will be, so we've been on what? Nothing but Poana. There you go, Josh, with the quick. That's so different. Yeah. I mean, he was, yes, that is so different than what we have seen from him in, in recent weeks. Next week, for the first time, we're all, we've only been on Poana and past Palm so far, right? So we're finally going to get back to Bermuda. One big tone for mankind. Moose, that's on me. That's horrible. See, that's that's a neck. This is why this is why Musso gets paid the big bucks right there. Yeah. I mean, he's long, tan, and handsome. That's why he's look, look at that picture. Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So good. One big tone for mankind. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Josh, hit me with the board. I imagine we're gonna see one Jake Knapp's name at the top in yellow. There it is. Minus 400 for those just checking in. If you think Jake Knapp is going to win this golf tournament, they're going to ask you to put down $400 to win $100. That means he is the heavy favorite. Sammy Valamaki, five and a half to one. How about this, Patrick? After that, after those two, Knapp at 19 under, Sammy at 15 under, the next shortest odds that you can get on anybody in this field, Chan Kim at mm -hmm. 50 to one. So I do a show with Sportsline every week. The and yeah. Great name. Sure. You and uh, it's it's fine. Well, I'll, be, know, it, I'll, be, I'll be sure to let the Sportsline producers know that you don't like the name. It's fine. But they, they put out a social clip this week of me predicting Chan Kim would win this golf tournament. Wow. And... So I'm invested in Nap and Kim. So your winner of the 2024 Mexico Open is none other than Sammy Valamaki. He's going to win that golf tournament. Oh, man. I know. I'm bummed, too. I want to see... I guess I'd like to see Jake Knapp win this. But I would like to see... No offense, Jake. Just make an early, make an early double. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing juiced up. Let's go. Let's go like 19 wide heading on, heading to the turn. I will say the one thing about his swing is it looks very, uh, 
time reliant. Oh, so if he so if he loses the timing, it's over. It like you saw it when he opened it up today on some of the par fives where he got too quick and he, even on 10 and uh, 10 and the par five, he made bogey and he lost it left. He kind of took the backswing all the way to the top. You <laughs> saw it, he got a little quick there and he had the hooks going. So if the tempo's off a little bit, I think it could get interesting. I hope it, it, it doesn't, but if you, okay. If you were Jake Knapp's caddy girlfriend, best friend, whoever the last voice he hears tonight is. What what would you say to Jake now? Like good night, probably. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably that's probably good. What would I say to Jake now tonight? I would say, hey man, keep that 80% 320 down the middle. That is your best friend tomorrow. No need to get crazy. You shoot 67 you definitely win this golf tournament. Play the par five as well, like you said. I mean, I, I don't think he even needs to shoot a 67. What's that, four under and he's four clear? Yeah. So eight under from Valimaki. That's what he shot today. To tie. Yeah. I'll take yeah. two under. Okay. Anything else, Patrick? I got nothing, man. This was uh, – who's on, who's on tomorrow's show? Is it us and – do we get Mark and I think Kyle's off. I'm not sure. Okay. Mark okay. and Greg. It's a party. Patrick. We don't normally get that. Wow. Patrick, Mark, and Greg. That's that's like the that's the full spectrum of 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 opinions I could have. You get a little bit of everything, I think. Yeah. Greg's Greg's been keeping me in my place a little bit with uh with you gone last week. I'm gonna be, I, I we're going to need more of that because I think I'm going to be on the road the next week too. So sorry about that. Damn. You're, oh, you're a great host. Damn. So am I. <laughs> what are the odds? Right. Might be great. Uh, we'll talk about that. Now, do you have any Saturday night plans? We talked about your Saturday morning. Uh, no, I, I went out last night. Uh, that's probably why I'm not as energetic as usual. Uh, got, Went to a dessert bar late, got some gelato. It was electric. What is it? And, uh, it's just a bar that serves like a lot of cake. I got a red velvet cake in the fridge waiting for me. I might watch uh, Oppenheimer tonight, though. It, it's on already, streaming. Have you already seen it? No, I thought about uh, watching it on my plane ride to Phoenix, but right. I've heard of some particular scenes that might not be uh, kid-friendly, and I didn't want that on my screen on the plane. Well, it's very sweet of you because we know how you usually accost the flight attendants and everybody else who might get in your way on a flight. But I don't think you should ever watch any 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 movie you're seeing for the first time that you want to pay attention to on a plane. What do you mean? That's like the best time to pay attention because you don't have your phone or anything. Yeah, or but distractions. Wow, there's a lot. Like you have to like read the subtitles. It's on oh, the screen's this big. I always subtitle it, anyways. I'm used to that, dude. I I did watch one movie on the way back from uh, where was I? Florida. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. What was it? Uh, it was a rom com. It was uh, about time with Rachel McAdams, M Margot Robbie. It's like one of her first movies. She was in it. It was pretty good. Luckily, I had the road to myself, so I don't think anyone saw it. But I uh, there were a few tears shed. Wow. Okay. 
We were learning I, about Patrick tonight. I got a sensitive side. Uh, I will say that there is one scene, the scene in the rookie, you know, the rookie where, um, what's that actor's name? Who plays baseball and he's like an old guy. Uh, Greg Maddox. No. The rookie. God. Oh, Kevin Costner? No. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Thank you. When he has to call home and say that he's he's made the he made the big leagues, he got the call. That gets me a little choked up every time. Okay. Yeah, that's a good. Okay. One. The way he delivers. That makes- that, yeah. Gets me. I like that one. All right. That'll do it. We are done for the night. Uh, big thanks to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Patrick McDonald. You can find him at P McDonald CBS. You can find me at Rick Brown. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 